0: record right, because we are three free men which means it's time for verbal tap the show that proves fighting easier from outside the cage not not always as controllable i am host kevin with me of course rafis bar's a how are you
1: not arrested
0: that's <laughs> nice isn't it you
1: mm. had no altercations with a vehicle or a domestic partner no no good so far so him. good Thank you. and you too. I realize that you have no charges put up against you in that right. Thank
0: you as well. We have the stressor of a newborn baby, yet no charges of domestic violence or aggravated assault, and I haven't touched any of our vehicles. I'm too scared to spend money. <laughs> so that's nice. I, <laughs> uh, do we just introduce our guests and ask? yeah, okay. Bobby, from the very stylish, the always um, mixed martial artist, which I've also thought sounds kind of like a gentleman's magazine that we're bringing, like a gentleman's <laughs> quarterly, like a mixed martial artist situation. How are you, Mr. Bobby Ingram?
2: Uh, I'm doing great. Uh, were you arrested? Mainly because I haven't heard if I won or lost these, these fights. I don't think it went particularly well, but soccer was nice to me today, so I'm feeling good. I'm oh, good. Soccer that happens, happens later, later in the show. Soccer was nice to during so. the NFL. <sighs>
0: I can never figure out people from New Jersey, Raf. Yeah, you I think know. he's been placing bets with the Sopranos extras for the last five years? He's like, yeah, on Manchester United. And it's like I fucking hate you so much. <laughs> so, soccer or football? Are you just messing with us?
2: I mean, both, but I—I oh, oh. I was genuinely talking about uh, uh, soccer. Yeah, Arsenal just absolutely destroyed Spurs today. It was delightful. Living my best life. <laughs>
0: I'm about to commit okay, I'm a, I'm a podcast of
2: battery. Let's
0: start with John Jones. Let's just okay. kick it right up the front. We've got a nice penalty kick here because he is, in fact, in jail. Kind of. Not currently.
1: Right, Raph? They gave him uh, bail. I can update you on that one. Yeah. If you don't mind. Okay. As per Mark Ramondi, friend of the show. UFC star John Jones was arrested Friday morning by the Los Angeles, or I'm sorry, the Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department, just hours after a past fight of his was inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. He's being charged with misdemeanor, battery, domestic violence, and injuring or tampering, kind of weird, they don't know which, with a vehicle, a felony. He's being held at Clark County. Guess what? He's already posted bail. His bail was $8,000. He was put on a 12-hour hold, and it seemed that he didn't have to go in and check in in the court on that Saturday, but there was a ruling that said, yep, the DNA fits, so you must look into it. Was Did really he did use cash
0: way. for bail? Did they mention, did he just throw a gym bag? They had to dust <laughs> it a little bit, get it in there?
1: <laughs> This is, by the way, this is actually very helpful. You and I went back and forth on, we've done this episode before. We literally thought about doing a pop-up episode uh, just to discuss this. The unfortunate part is that paragraph on Friday was the only news that we had about it. We knew that he got inducted to the UFC Hall of Fame for his fight with Gus Gus, which, congrats. But then, hours later, must have been a good party. Or not, at 5:45 a.m. was arrested. It is shocking, but not shocking, I guess. It depends on who you ask. There are some people who might be very shocked by it. Uh, we, in particular, know one that was not. So, I don't know when you want to cut to him, but. You do have him on on hold right now. I will. I'm gonna put. I see the
0: light flashing, which means he's angry. Do you want to
1: keep him on hold for a second? I do want to keep him on today. hold. I want to
0: go to. I okay. want to go to the mixed martial artist to find out your thoughts. You're a New Jersey native. You're practically neighbors with John Jones, Bobby. Were you surprised to hear he had gotten in another slight altercation?
2: Oh yeah, no, totally. Totally floored by this because it's, <laughs> it's. It had been a good three four months, so like I, I was sure that this time he was on that straight and narrow. But, uh, <laughs> what was
0: the last was, thing he did? Was it the like, last I, thing he did just fire a weapon randomly on a street corner at like three
2: a.m.? Was was that when he was playing a uh, vigilante with yes with his, his boys from the gym? Yeah. Oh no no, no. that's a whole separate. Of, I I guess I don't know. Let's go
0: with
1: yes yeah. and. <laughs> <laughs> the best improv game ever seen here's some good news uh the best reporting on this espn article is the fact that they have a uh, a little graphic that says notable john jones incidents let me take you through a timeline in case you've forgotten <laughs> friends december 2014 tested positive for cocaine april 2015 Felony hit and run charge. <laughs> I was on his side for the cocaine. I thought that was ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> the, the cocaine was like the appetizer to the main course. We we still were waiting to just kind of nibble on something else. I was trying July to figure tw- out
0: which Phil- Philippians verse was like, oh, no. and now shouting ingest the white powder.
1: <laughs> July 2016, uh, suspended for a failed drug test, February 2018 revoked license upheld after failed drug test sure march 2020 arrested for alleged aggravated DWI and negligent use of a firearm and that brings us to now yeah which is we're still not quite sure yet yeah and- i mean it's it's not looking good We'll Raph, I'm that.
0: actually going to put you on hold and see okay. if I can get a little bit more information sure on of our guest who, despite hearing we were talking to even more funny media than ourselves, has decided to drop in to let us know what he thinks on the John Jones saga, president of the UFC, somehow employed by the ESPN, Dana White. <laughs> Dana, what's going on with John Jones? Do you know what happened or are you just still hearing the vague arrestings like we are?
1: oh fuck you dummies this one hurts
0: yeah this one hurts your wallet you had francis and ganu hanging out with no one to fight and now hey
1: hey you know what we had a great fucking pay-per-view okay is that not enough for you guys yeah sure you can't take john jones to fucking las vegas but who can you take to vegas
0: that's fair any idea what he did what did he do to the car you tell us that
1: Uh, no, you know, they don't really tell me a lot. They just kind of say, Hey, Dana, it's John. Then I go, I cry, you know, go punch a few strippers. And then I go back to the roulette table and I make some money. You know, I just kind of do a normal rich person uh, binge season six of the (laughs) wire. You
0: believe in any of this, Bobby? You believe? What do you think Dana knows right now? doesn't know.
2: Uh, I'm just, I'm just curious, Dana. Do, do you think, by any chance, that this is the work of those uh, those illicit streamers? I know you haven't cracked down on them in a good three, four events, and I think this might be them hitting back at you.
1: I fucking like this kid. <laughs> Let me just say that on record right now. That's the kind of thing you we. Do you need a job? Yes. That Definitely. question
0: would make him very happy at a press conference. Do you think the illegal
1: streamers frame John Jones? Thank you. That's I mean, exactly that, the type of question I wanted. I think, I think it adds up. <laughs> also, I'm feeding you a question about asking me my thoughts on uh the Diaz brother. the Oh, no, shut up. Don't oh. ruin this for me. Oscar <laughs> De La Hoya. Feed me a question. Oh, that's out here. right.
0: Yeah. You got into your own little altercation over the weekend. Not of a domestic nature yet. I don't know the relationship that you have but Oscar De La Hoya is back
1: in yeah, your Yeah, thanks for bringing that up, exactly as I was <laughs> saying. One of the best things about Oscar fucking De La Hoya, look at this guy. He tweets me, and he says, hey, you fucking dummies, why aren't you paying Alexander Volkanovsky more money? And I said, you know what? I can't hear you over your cocaine. Boom! Classic Dana misdirect.
0: And this is the moment where you get to... Um, Explain, are you going to fight Oscar De La Hoya? Like, what was that? Or do, does ESPN make good with you just uh, airing some grievances?
1: You know, ESPN's all about uh, who can you fight with that you're not going to fight with? We're living in a Paul brother world, who, by the way, fuck those guys. But in this case, I'm just doing what they do, even though I, like, set the trend first.
0: Well, Verbal Tap fans, you heard it f- from the president of the ufc we do not know what happened to john jones
1: oh yeah oh right that's what i'm here for um yeah that guy <laughs> he's a piece of work you know i want to give you the official statement i gave uh in regards to this do you want to hear it because i'll read it for your your listeners here love to it'll be very helpful all right here we go it's hard bringing this guy to las vegas for any reason this city is not good for john jones and here we are again it goes on. Do you want me to read that or do you want to laugh at that part first? No, I'm uh I'm all set. I'm all Okay. Here we go. Here's what I later said so that you don't laugh at it. You just hear it from me first. It's not even shocking anymore. When we bring him here, it's almost expected. We can't even get him to Vegas for less than twelve hours and induct him into the Hall of Fame. It's a problem. This guy's got uh, demons, man. Lots of demons. They couldn't have it in Iowa. I mean, he can't go running around
0: there. They're not going to enjoy it anymore when he goes firing weapons into the air, though. Less of a chance he hits people.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. In conclusion, oopy doopy, what can you do? Uh, Maybe I, the boss of the place, could do something about it, but probably not. You can't blame it on me.
0: What are you supposed to do? You're not everybody's babysitter. You know? That's what I'm saying. I yeah, said do that... It. You know, wait, Hey, do you want a
1: job, too? I would,
0: actually, yeah. <laughs> if you don't mind, Bobby and I would both like to be on your press team. You're going to be the
1: official shoey guy. Anytime one of these <laughs> fucking Australian dummies does something good, you go get the shoe. Deal.
2: I mean, it's All easy. Right. It's already on your foot. Just pop it right off
1: the right jordans listen, listen this kid you liner. know what you're gonna be vice president pretty soon of this fucking organization with a mind like that anyway you guys fucking suck i'm great fuck you guys and fuck oscar de la hoya
0: <laughs> and verbal tap fans president of the ufc dana white thank you so much for yeah, swinging you. by yep um Despite his disorderly conduct towards us, still as cordial as he's always been. Obviously, our professionalism, you know, we continue to learn from Dana White. What? And this is my favorite question. This will go to Raff and to Bobby, but Bobby, <laughs> yeah. you're up first. Mm-hmm. Where do you see John Jones next? In the cage or in court?
2: Oh, definitely in court. Oh, you're you're
0: not paying attention at all.
1: Raph, same question. Raph? Uh, I think the better question that I was thinking about the whole time was, you know, I should have placed a bet that I would have seen him in a courtroom before <laughs> I saw him in the heavyweight division. Because the whole talk has been, John Jones looking beefy. Look how big he is. Oh, 265. Oh, look at him. Prime John Jones. Is that imposing with GSB? You know what? This one's my bad, people. I should have seen this coming. If you see a photo of him and GSB getting inducted in the Hall of Fame and you don't think to yourself, yeah, he's probably going to get arrested first, <laughs> then it's really on you at this point, right? I am not John Jones' lawyer.
0: I don't have that kind oh, of God. education or money. Probably great news for John Jones. <laughs> oh No, time out. I, I want to be crystal clear. <laughs> this has all the aroma of charges drop before we get to a courtroom. And there's nothing Dana White likes more than a Mm -hmm. kind of not found guilty John Jones that's just been in the press. This mofo is going to get scheduled for a fight within the next two months. I'm calling that number one within the next two fucking months. By Thanksgiving, John Jones will have a fight on the books. By Christmas, this will be gone. (laughs) He will never be inside a courtroom. We might get one shot of him kind of there. It'll be his lawyer. We will see him fighting in March of next year, one of the mm-hmm. biggest paydays he's ever gotten, and I'm seriously concerned he's going to murder someone 27 <laughs> seconds after that. So Fair. there's my, I've already said to Raph, this is my number one draft pick for athletes, not just fighters, athletes most likely to be a serial killer. <laughs> if, if tomorrow I woke up in the New York Times like, we found out this athlete has killed 18 people across the East Coast, I'd be like, it's John Jones unequivocally. I know who it is. I know what happened. I know why. Kinda. But John Jones has yet to be found guilty of those murders. Mm -hmm. So he's going to move forward to whatever this is. The language is always so vague. He's going to pay this person off. They probably have already gotten the message. It's probably his wife, again, who's been like writing things to family members and friends being like, please. This isn't great, but it is... A champion of, you know, one man's confidence and money being able to overtake the entire judicial system. Because if he didn't have the lawyers he had, methinks John Jones would be in trouble a lot of DUIs ago. What yeah. was he doing near another vehicle was the question Raph <laughs> asked. I think, this asked. Is the most I important think it's important. How does he even able like a pedophile can't go near a school? How do they let him within 50 feet of a car?
2: Or a he firearm. was in Vegas. They were probably having surge pricing on Uber. He hasn't fought in a while. You know, you had to be fiscally responsible.
0: I know just... he took a
1: shit on someone's <laughs> car. I just know it. <laughs> you have to understand the impassioned plea that Kevin made the last time we did one of these check-in episodes. Get him, him a saying, driver! Good God!
0: <laughs> everyone, everyone around him, take away his license, his keys, his access to vehicles? Good God! Like, what are we going to let him do?
1: I swear, yet- I'm going to see him in
0: a, one of those flying cars next. I'm going to be like, not <laughs> only did they not take away his license,
1: he's a pilot now. Be like, oh, my God. I mean, you could kind of see a lot of things coming, but vehicular abuse was not exactly high on my list. Uh, I do want to say this. One of the funniest memes I've seen, uh, not from us. Was uh, from a at McGregor Rousey on Twitter, and it said John Jones's lawyer colon, and it had uh, Michael Duncan Clark's character from The Green Mile saying, "I'm tired, boss." <laughs> <laughs> Lawyers, I assume it's a team. <laughs> it is a team.
0: This sounds like someone can
1: handle. <sighs> All right, let's let's get to these fights. But I will say this: it's very sad. I don't know what to do about it anymore. We're just trying to laugh through at least some part of it, which is just Dana White saying there's nothing you can do about it is one of the most awkwardly phrased things where he just throws his hands up in the air and he's like, you can't bring him to Vegas. That is his employer. His employer (laughs) is
0: like, what can you do? Got to keep him fighting. You know, can't not do that. He will
1: book him. Oh, my God. (laughs) But Dana, to say that, and are like, I don't know what you can do, but I think he looks pretty good at 265, like, not the best. But but all
2: right. Nope, you know nobody has perfected that I am the most powerful human on the planet, and I am a scared, helpless uh, child better than Dana White, where he will just, in the same breath, talk about, like, the <laughs> limitless power of the UC, and then just be like— well, there's literally nothing I can do to make any of these guys do anything. Also, <laughs> they owe me their firstborn children. It's just like everyone's like, Yep, yeah, that that makes sense. That that would would scan with the latest UFC contracts.
1: And <laughs> just it's always fun it's to fantastic. think Dana when he's like, Oh man, I have no power here and you go yep. <laughs> mm, you do okay, no one's gonna tell you. Bobby, yesterday was an epic day. We need to talk about it. UFC 266. We got out the really bad stuff first. But let's talk about the good stuff. Why don't we start right at the top? That main event. Were you stressed? No,
2: I was having a grand old time. That thing was. <laughs> I got myself nice and sauced up. I was past the point of caring whether I was going to win or not. And, damn, that was a hell of a fight.
1: <laughs> what were you drinking? I put up... Kev, can I just say this? I put up a status update and I think this is probably the most accurate thing that I could really relay on my side of the world on how I felt, but I said, have you ever been so stressed during a fight that you just get up and start cleaning around the house? (laughs) Because that's what I'm doing. And that's exactly what happened. We're talking around the third round. You see Ortega kind of getting outpaced. He's still just putting up a tough exterior, walking back out there, marching there, it's getting rough. You seeing him putting all of his effort into it. And guess what? The doctors are coming over because he was having a hard time making it to the stool after that third round. Volkanovski looking just fresh, AF, not at all deterred. Probably still cursing at everybody on the sidelines. But as they help Ortega off, uh, you know, onto the the little stool, they talk to him. He looks a little spaced. I kid you not, Kevin. Herb Dean comes up to him because the doctor's trying to talk to him and say, like, let's pass a cognitive test. Herb Dean holds up what looked like two fingers, but I think I went to later take a snapshot of it and do a, a meme. He was just holding up one finger, and he goes, how many fingers am I holding up? Ortega could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure I heard him say three. And Herb Dean's like, no, let's try that again. Like, Doesn't bat an eye. Just says, look at me, look at me. How many fingers am I holding up? I've never seen somebody get more help. It's like having an open book test, except the teacher actually read you the part that allows you to pass the actual test. It was insane. And yet, I told this to somebody today. I was like, you know what? I don't know. I would have been okay if they were going to stop it. But I wouldn't be the one to stop it. Uh, that's what professionals do. I want to see this violence still continue. And even as Ortega's taking more damage, his face is busted up. It's looking rough. He's throwing out submissions, Kevin. He is a mounted guillotine at one point uh, in the fight. And I then... saw this. Hold on. I saw the oh, desperation
0: guillotine where you hold on to it like you're Tom Hanks looking for Wilson. <laughs> Spoiler mm-hmm. alert, he loses volleyball and cast away. It was a deep screaming of like, Oh, that's one of my moves that oh not the jumping or the flexibility part, but the holding on to a guillotine that I don't have (laughs) for almost seven minutes. That's my move. uh,
1: Well, you and I'm not
2: positive he didn't have that though. Yeah. (laughs) You and Volkanovsky actually have different
1: definitions because Volkanovsky later said, and this is uh, not a verbatim quote because I'm too drunk, (laughs) but it is a close to verbatim quotation in which he said it was a lose your belt kind of guillotine oh that's really it yes yeah, it, it looked pretty t- darn tight now mind you the rest of us in jiu-jitsu land were immediately thinking craig jones did you fuck this up for him because if he loses by submission we're all blaming you <laughs> and he did not so unfortunately we don't give credit that's <laughs> we're not equipped to do that so we will just say Well done, Craig, on not fucking up. But yeah, dude, it was fucking a great fight. Bobby, do you have any memorable moments from that fight that you would like to kind of put on the record here?
2: I mean, my my high point of the fight was when I thought I was really going to sound like a genius when he put that triangle on, because that one also <laughs> was pretty dead right for a second, and I do believe I called, he was going to get his ass kicked the entire fight and then pull a triangle out of nowhere, so that was, that was a good one. I, I was enjoying that, and then the fact that he even still had anything to try for, I don't remember if it was a Darce or an Anaconda in the fifth round, is yeah. staggering, like... <laughs> That, that, that he didn't just break after that round where he had those two incredibly deep
1: submissions and didn't get them. But yeah. that, was just, that was just a hell of a fight. Yeah, to really uh, drive this home, when they got to that fifth round, Volkanovsky's thinking, all right, this guy's not going down. It's looking kind of rough. I don't know what to do. I just got to kind of outpace him a little bit here. Ortega had one of his best rounds in the entire fight in that fifth round and was firing back. And you think, how? How is this happening? How is this so exciting? How is this so compelling? And it was. And I I think it was kind of thrown around last night, fight of the year so far. I mean, I'm okay calling it that. I I was on my seat the whole time. And my house got significantly cleaner, though. In about 15 <laughs> minutes time because that was me just being real fucking real nervous that whole time. Uh Kevin, do you have any questions about that fight? Kevin is a new father. Let's just be very clear to everybody listening. So the baby yeah. will dictate if he sees all of the fight or parts of the fight.
0: Yeah, didn't see any of the fights. Thank you for asking. I, I was curious. So Ortega, the first three rounds, I understand kind of got exciting. There was a guillotine attempt. I was just getting... This shit kicked out of him for the first few.
2: Bobby, I was muted. <laughs> uh, I'll be honest. I it's a little it's a little hazy in my mind. I don't remember a whole lot great for him. But I think one of the first three rounds he was at least vaguely could have seen it getting scored for him. Probably it was probably that third round. So I think he had both of the submissions in the uh, in the same frame, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, in general, he got split by what I think a headbutt. Yeah. And then his whole face just started going to hell pretty pretty quickly
1: after that. Oh, okay. And that became a huge target on the uh, the head for him for uh, Volkanovsky. And one thing that is really nice about Volkanovsky, uses the range well, gets out of it, was looking at him and stalking him the whole time as a bully. And, man, really had good awareness. And I have to credit this. I, again, I'm not trying to give Craig Jones the full credit here. But his team seemed to understand maybe they won't win the jiu-jitsu battles per se, but that they should set up Volkanovski to have some solid ideas and concepts to go around. If he's getting bullied around the cage or in some really dire situations where you see that, uh, you know, those could be trips or things that would help Ortega get it to the ground. And uh, he seemed very well prepared for that, which begs the question. Okay. With everybody watching this fight, what did they want to see next? And at post presser time, I want to put this on the record. Volkanovski was somehow viewed as the heel, and he seemed to kind of own it a little bit. But I saw him talk for a significant amount of time, and my main thought was, he seems like one of my friends. Like That's (laughs) how one of my friends would act if they were given a microphone, where they'd be like, oh, that guy, I fucking hate him. They ask about Conor McGregor. He's like, oh, he's on the piss. Yeah, he's probably doing some cocaine or some shit. Nah. They ask him about Triple C a little bit later, and he just goes, oh, I'll smash that fucker. Fuck him. And I go, yeah, I don't understand why people would not like this guy. Do you like him, Bobby? I mean, I'm going to be honest. I I had a
2: real revelation last night, which is that I had apparently never heard him speak uh, until watching this pay-per-view. Because all of a sudden, there was an Australian man on my television, and that is... Not what my understanding through all of these years has been of a man named Alexander Volkanovsky. <laughs> <laughs> I I think I have the tendency to forget that other countries also have people from a lot of different parts of the globe who then move there and then become full-on Australian while being named Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, yeah, I I had no problems with him from from the interactions tonight. Like I, he seems enjoyable enough. I'm 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 a bit of a Holloway stand, so that. That skews things in my mind, mm. but uh, yeah, I got no problem with them.
1: I was trying to figure out why your TV sounded xenophobic for half of that story, and then it came full circle. So I'm glad that we really made that journey. <laughs> Is there anybody in particular you'd like to see him fight? Would you care about seeing Triple C fight him? How would you think that would go? Um,
2: to be not particularly, to
1: be honest. Once someone's gone, let him go. Just retire. Stay away.
2: Be be out of here. Like. Like, I I never really enjoyed his whole shtick while he was fighting, and yeah. I, I didn't miss him when he left. So, like, I I just... It'd be a good fight, but the amount of cringiness we would have to deal with in the months leading up to it would not be particularly enjoyable. So I, I could do without that.
1: Yeah, this is a weird uh, phenomenon where they're talking about what do they want to do, and Volkanovsky just if you guys really want to go go see the second best presser moments, go watch him. The first best I'll get to in a minute, but Jesus dude, let's put some respect on this guy's name. I hate when they start doing this thing where they're like, you know, people aren't respecting you. And I go, well, those people are stupid. Let's be very clear. This dude was very dominant. If you look at this fight and this is the other thing I saw, which is we put up a meme that foos gone wild finally put up. Thank you. Uh, to kind of, they didn't steal the joke. And I can't really say that, but it was conveniently a very similar joke that they put up eight hours after we put up ours. No big deal. It's fine. They only have 1.5 million followers. And listen, I'm a brown guy, so I get it. It's a, a huge honor to be featured on Foo's Gone Wild. We just wanted to shout out in the fucking stories. And they eventually did it. Anyway, that's not the point. The unfortunate part about being uh, given that platform is. Some of the people in the comment section throughout that fight for us were talking shit about Brian Ortega and saying, what a fake Mexican he is. Oh, he's not even a gangster. And I go, how are you guys talking shit about this man when he just gave you that performance? Like, where in the fucking stones are you getting the courage to go online and talk shit about this guy when that was an amazing fucking fight? Baffles the mind. Anyway, I digress. Kevin, I want to bring up something here. Shevchenko continues to be the most dominant woman. We'll come back to her. Oh, okay. Nick Diaz. Oh, no. It was sad. It was
0: sad Nick Diaz. I won't lie to you. Like As I was trying to get into the fights and being like, should I use my one and only moment to spend? Look. God bless you, UFC. None of your fights were free yesterday. I mean, I couldn't watch any of them on ESPN. So the only way I could watch your fights was to be like, I should second screen. I should get everybody in here so I can watch Hooker get a decision over Hawk Pressed. That's fun. But none of it was accessible. So didn't quite make it to this point and in part because everything I saw from the week before was sad Nick Diaz. It's like, I, I'm not sure this is like me at my prime. It's like, oh, not in. Yeah. I much more prefer. Fuck you. I'm not getting on that plane. I'm going to go <laughs> smoke my g- bong in my garage for 18 hours until the fight. And I'm still going to beat you. That was the Nick Diaz I enjoyed. The Nick yeah. Diaz, it's like, I am going to go chat with my therapist, have a me session, <laughs> figure out what's going on here and get back to you. And that's when I'll figure out if I'm in my Zen, not what I was hoping for from someone who had gambled on it. I
1: have very best news for you on how it actually went all the way through. Um, Bobby, can you describe to Kevin what happened? Uh, so imagine
2: roughly, like, the worst you were thinking after all those interviews. One step away from that is, I think, where we ended up. Because he had he had a handful of exchanges where you'd, like, almost kind of see the, the Nick Diaz of old in there but I don't know for the most part from pretty much the jump it was it was really upsetting it (laughs) was like a Thursday interview was not not feeling it
0: apologies if I'm messing this up I don't remember whose interview it was but it was like I don't know why I'm doing this Nick Diaz and it's like oh god then don't do it like go do. I mean, he
2: did that on the broadcast with Megan Olivi. They had him on there for an on-broadcast interview that was just more of him being like, "I, I don't, I don't want this fight. I, I don't know why I'm fighting Robbie Lawler. It, it doesn't make any sense." And uh, I was like, "Oh, so this is going to be even more depressing than I was already expecting it to be." <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, here's what happens. Lawler comes out of the gate just. Guns a-blazing. Diaz decides, you know what's a good way to block punches? To absorb them. Many of them in the head. There are flashes, moments, small little kind of peaks, as as Bobby was mentioning, into the, the Diaz of old. There were a lot of strikes thrown by Diaz. Volume was high. It just didn't look crisp. And his... His body shape was a little, little rough, and it was just sad to see. So that we, by the time we got to the third round, he knew he had been outclassed, which begs the question, why the fuck was that five rounds? But we didn't have to get that far. After taking some damage, Diaz, and we had postulated this on the podcast, would he lie down again? Kev, he did only this time when the referee came to say like hey man you good he was like nah i'm good we're we're done with this fight oh really so, yeah and i know you were talking about the well adjusted nick diaz but the well adjusted nick diaz that has a very very uh smart belief for his mental and physical health seemed not at odds with what we've seen before but it was him saying what am i going to do i'm not going to win And it looked like you could say he was quitting. But you can also say, holy shit, you know what? He had the better peace of mind to say, it's not worth it. And that was the hard part to watch. So it it took a while for all of us, I think, watching to adjust to it. Um, We also got some people in the comments, because again, Foo's Gone Wild, thank you very much for the shout-out. Appreciate you guys. It was late, but that's okay. (laughs) Sending us your... Not finest. What's the opposite of the finest? Uh, We're like, man, yeah, fuck him, he quit. Why you guys ever like these fucking hooligans, these Diaz brothers? And I go, well, because there's something compelling to watching them fight. But they're getting aged out. And, you know, they're not the type of people that go host video game talk shows. They're not the type of people that go on and have multi-million sponsorships with Nike. They're just dudes who fight and they'll probably have some great weed businesses. Yeah, sure. But that's what they want to do. So it is hard to get them to stop. And that is where we are looking at on that side. So that one was a rough one, Kev. Let's return to Valentina. Let me ask you, Bobby, when you were watching Valentina do her work, do you think that she was just kind of like, mm, I got things to do, but not until this fourth round. I think I'll just kind of chill. Or were you just seeing her look so good that it almost, it almost, and again, I know what I'm saying when I say this. It almost doesn't look impressive because you go, yeah, you're just winning.
2: Yeah, I mean, she she reminds me almost very much of uh, in, in his prime where John Jones went through that run where it was just like it was very clear he could do whatever he wanted to whoever he wanted and so he would go into fights and you're like all right well this is clearly where he can win this fight most easily and so he would just pointedly be like hey we're going to we're going to do the other thing i'm just going to show you that in your best your best spots i'm still going to whoop your ass and that's basically what she's out there doing in her fights now where it's just she'll just casually move through all the different phases and make it perfectly clear yeah you you got nothing for me here you got nothing for me there I can end this whenever I so please. And then, you know, once she's proved her point, game over. And (laughs) I just, I would not want to be
1: anyone in that division right now. It seems terribly unpleasant. I do want to say this, Kev. I'm kind of at a point now where, yeah, I obviously want to see her be dominant and amazing and really good at what she does. But I'm kind of here for the press conference at this point because her appearance in the post-presser It's always delightful. You forget that she's a savage killer because she's all smiles and, oh, I hope you guys are doing well. And at one point they asked her a question. They said, hey, I know we've mentioned you with legends. Like, how do you see and, and rank your legacy? Do you do you think that your legacy is the best of all time? And without missing a beat, she just goes, what do you think my legacy is? The dude's like, I, don't know. I mean, uh, you got to be up. I think you're probably the best, like, honestly. And she goes, okay, then you have answered your question. And I go, fuck, that's a really good way of bring that. Because <laughs> what's she going to say? Yeah, I'm the fucking best. Look at this. I'm in my prime. No one can touch me except for man But no one can touch me, bitch. And including this question, what? Like, it's just not her. And she's doing it. Well, also doing a press conference, by the way, In four different languages Like She not only does the homework She's doing other people's homework She's probably even transcribing Her own answers as she's saying them It's great Kev I'm all for it and I've been a fan Of the post pressers with her for a long time But honestly It just seems like a means Of her fighting so that we can see Her being a beast in those Post pressers so We'll see what things have to offer for her. I think they were trying to figure out, are you going to go to a different weight class? And she's going to like, eh, whatever. I mean, just keep putting people in front of me. That's not my job. I'll do whatever you guys want. So that was going on. Curtis Blades, that was the thing. Can I Real quick, I'm staring at
0: uh, Valentina Shevchenko's record since 2010. She has only lost two fights both of them are decisions to amanda nunez yes think about that shit if liz carmosh doesn't retire her in 2010 the only person she has ever lost to in 20 years of ufc fighting Mm
1: -hmm.
0: it's un it's really unbelievable her record, obviously, I'm sorry, and I'm I'm saying UFC, like these are all owned by UFC. They didn't let women fight because Dana famously said, how the hell am I supposed to sell a women's fight? That was before 2015 when he fucking figured it out and all the money that comes with it. She, it's unbelievable. It's only Amanda Nunez who has wiped off the face of the planet the greatest
1: female fighters ever. And... Liz Carmouche was a doctor stoppage. A doctor stoppage. Yes,
0: it is a retirement. It is a technical knockout. And the other two were decisions. It's like, there is no one. I I genuinely have said this and I feel strongly. Amanda Nunez could beat men in her division, many of them. And she couldn't finish Valentina Shevchenko. It's like, it's insane. Yeah.
2: I I have. You know, I, I knew some people who had trained with Amanda and who said that, like, genuinely, a guy who usually does most of his training with 155-pound dudes was like, no one has ever hit me in a way that felt more impactful than than her punches. Because, like, you was say, even in just, like, you know, sparring, you're not going 100%, but you could just feel how much terrifying power are in her hands. So, yeah, going, going the distance with her twice is... Uh, it's that, an accomplishment.
0: Yeah. yeah. I I like I just hadn't thought about her place in the Pantheon and where she is, and I'm staring at her record. It's like, holy shit.
1: Yes, you answer the question for me. I did Thank answer you. it. Yeah, that,
2: that said, when they said it on the broadcast about her being the greatest female fighter of all time, I do look at the thing where the the record is only to Amanda Nunez. <laughs> We're like, are we just forgetting that Amanda Nunez exists though? Because I feel like her resume for being the goat is pretty untouchable at this point. Like,
1: yeah, that's the really hard part about it. Because in like many of these press conferences, they will say to Valentina, you're the greatest of all time. And I go, Amanda. Yeah. And then like, even in some of those pressers, they're saying like, oh, all due respect to Amanda, you're the best. And I go, you know, if you can acknowledge mm-hmm. her, you can't be like, I forgot. Because it's like, she won her division. She
2: is the only person, again, in the last, years to beat the person who's the champ the division below her and then she was just like eh, i'm bored i'll go up a division and beat the greatest fighter a weight class above my my normal weight class and just absolutely smoke her along with everybody else uh, to the extent where they've basically lost that division now because there's just no one to even remotely challenge her like she's
1: incredible yeah and i feel like it's still pretty hilarious though to hear no no you're the best <laughs> and then 10 minutes later what did I say? I didn't say that to her because you're clearly the best, Amanda. Wink.
2: Are you saying that the UFC is not always consistent with who they call the greatest and it's maybe just whoever has a fight coming up? Because Honestly, that's, that's a baseless accusation
1: and there was someone on the line <laughs> who probably be upset with you. We definitely have given shit to the UFC, but we are far better at giving shit appropriately to press row. When, um, their mouths are firmly on the jocks of whoever is in front of them. It's our gift. It's what we do best. All right. Let's speed through some of these other ones. Not to say that the rest of the fights weren't great, but I mean, obviously your fight of the night, Volk, Ortega, how can it not? But if you're looking for other crazy bullshit and this is where things get weird, if you're looking for a good fight, Dan Hooker, Naseret, Habcris, good fight. Uh, if you're looking for, wow, how did that not get fight of the night? You're looking at Marab Devashili versus Moen Moresh, which, by the way, I can't even firmly explain how scientifically that fight happened. Maybe you can take a stab at that, Bobby. Do you have a recollection of that fight at all? Uh
2: as far as I can gather, Murab Davalashvili is completely uh un-knock-out-able. It was it was very much if, if if you didn't see it, think of like prime Frankie Edgar, where mm. he was just absolutely out on his feet for what seemed like an interminable amount of time, somehow kept moving just enough, and then the other guy came out the other side with nothing left in the tank because they just spent three minutes hammering him in the face. And was it the second round he got him? Second round he finished the fight?
0: Yep, and then put on his hairy helmet. You put on the Khabib yeah. celebratory skullet. Yeah, that
1: was... yeah, um, great fight. Go watch it. What I would caution, though, don't listen to the commentary. <laughs> that one in That's particular. That's just generally good life advice. I, I try to do it, but then I get every once in a while, like some of our friends. Oh, they had like,
0: jail. Was jail a little better? With, no, I know he was, and Paul can't not. There's not going to be an interesting moment between the two of them.
1: Chael was at the desk and it was whatever. There was a random dude who was just like keeping the seat warm until Annick went to go take a piss and get a medello in him in the post uh, <laughs> interview show series that they do. And I thought that was weird. But I was like, dude, where the fuck is the other guy? That guy was weird. But I, like Annick steps in and is like, get the fuck out of here. Everybody knows. I'm going to continue partying until I can officially stop, which is never. So that was really weird. What I would say is this though, that fight, that commentary team kept saying it's over. And I cannot impress this upon people enough. You get three it's overs before people stop believing you. (laughs) And they are just ramming through that goodwill throughout the early parts of the night. That and- happened
0: with our delivery nurse, Raph. She kept saying last push, <laughs> and it wasn't the last push. And by, like, the fourth time she said it, it was like fucking stopping.
1: <laughs> That'd be great if DC was the actual nurse that was helping with the birth. Okay, so this baby's going to come out. Get out of here. I need, out. <laughs> I need somebody else. No, no. see, I'm the best that healthcare health can afford. Man, I'm excited for this baby. You guys don't even know about this baby. And then, yes.
2: and then as you're filming, he asks you to take a selfie of him with the baby oh my with your God, video camera you. that you are recording him
1: with. Bobby, thank you for reminding me all of the shit I forgot to yell about on this what? show. Kev, at one point when DC was interviewing Valentina Shevchenko, he looks at her and goes, man, I got to ask you one question. And she goes, OK, what is it? He goes, can I get a photo with the champ? I don't have a photo with the champ, which sends me into a rage in the house because I'm looking at it and I go, the interview is the photo op, you
0: idiot. You you don't need a special, oh my God, you don't need a gif of it, Daniel Cormier. (laughs)
1: But Kevin, this is the important question he has to lead off on a fucking amazing performance is to somehow make it about him. And it's like, no, dude, People are taking photos of this, and I have news for you. The photo they took, he's looking at the camera. She's looking somewhere else. They couldn't even get that one right. I i really, I'm trying, guys. And guess what, Kevin? You're not the only person who doesn't like Paul Felder. No, I cannot be. He's terrible. <laughs> There's well, going to be a lot of us. I, I will tell you, though, it is not looking good for your side uh, because... Uh-oh. The person on your side is, is Marvin Jones. Vittori. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. And Vittori is kind of known as a dumb-dumb on the internet, is a, I think the polite way of saying it. Goes with his gut. I like a guy that sticks to his guns. Yes, who was responding mid-broadcast to those dumb-dumb statements. Paul Felder. Which really, yeah, <laughs> he was. And Paul was kind of winning the exchanges on them because he's just like, dude, you're bad. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, I'm using big words. And he's like... Well, yeah, fuck you, dude. It doesn't really go much further than that sort of a thing. But Felder was giving it to him. And the sad part is I was like, shit, I agree with the Tory, But Felder's winning this argument. It feels mm-hmm. terrible for so many reasons. So I, I had to come back and tell you, Kev, it's not looking good on your side right now. Paul is beloved because he fight good. Well, you don't talk good. Though everyone will notice the more
0: I don't have a problem with him, like in the way that I would scream, you suck. I would just be like, is there a fighter you've ever met? That wasn't the most amazing human being outside of Vittori. And we're definitely going to win this fight. Cause that's my problem with them. We spend the first two minutes being like, this is their strength. They're a striker. One of the greatest strikers. I see a lot of Anderson Silva and their opponent A real Damian Maya with Anderson Silva-like striking. Now that I mention it, and you're just like, this is not going to be a good fight between Semelsberger and Sano. And you're acting like it's the greatest thing that ever happened. That's my Paul Felder issue. But maybe Vittori articulated that in a less less helpful manner.
1: I'll just say this. If we can fast-track Laura Sanko, like super fast, my patience is thin. I think she can help out. I I just, again, yesterday, I realized uh, the little little creepy for those of you guys who are listening right now, that was probably one of the last UFC pay-per-views without a fight companion wink nudge. So we'll have some of those coming up very soon because uh, in part, I've missed you guys while watching fights, but I think actually now it's probably better for my mental health to have it all on mute while talking and making my own entertainment with friends wink
0: what well, you should have um you should have bobby on I yeah mean, at some point i wouldn't sure. i wouldn't for picks but that's just a little
1: yeah that's fair uh i'm gonna go through a couple more of these though uh bobby you are on the list so don't worry uh dan hooker again we talked about that christakis looked really solid tko by punches and elbows uh Tyler santos Ends up beating Roxy Motiferi by decision. Looked really good doing it. Jalen Turner getting a submission. Kind of friend of the show. Nick Maximov getting the decision over Cody Brummage, which, yes, was a fight pick that did happen on this show. We did oh, have somebody texting me, it's not shenanigans, <laughs> go back and listen to it. It's not like it's
2: secret I'm not, information. I'm not saying that you're wrong. I'm just saying I was really banking on it not being the case.
1: Oh, no. Are you worried? <laughs> like, what's happening now?
2: Well, no, because as as I mentioned, I turned in for the first fight, which was the start of the prelims, and I yes. had a pretty good night. I
1: think Yeah, I only you're missed... talking about the, the prelims on ESPN+,
2: right? Yes, the prelims. So the prelims is like the first fight, and I just I ran through those. I think I'm at four
1: for four. So I'm feeling really good. Okay. Uh, Kev, shall we do a reveal? Love to. So uh, I'm just going to do
0: it a little side-by-side here. We have Semmelsberger versus Sano. I had Semmelsberger, He had Sano. In the next match, I had Abra Miahoff, who Abra disappeared while Dacus beat the shit out of him, which my <laughs> opponent had. I had the Blades. He had the strike, which means I fucking win. I had Andrade. So did he. I had Maximov. He had Brundage. Well, Maximov won. Shevchenko, we both agreed on and uh, strongly urged everyone ever to not bet against her. <laughs> so that's on, that's on you if you did. We both had Santos. We both had Hooker saying a little bit about our extracurriculars. Um... I had obviously Diaz he had Lawler. That was a uh, a big d- delineator which if you're counting at home means I edged him out in a very
2: competitive
0: 6 to 8 score.
2: Competitive as long as we don't Pay attention to how many total fights we had in which we gathered those six and eight.
0: Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I have it's I nine have nine. Eight, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I have, no no no. I gave him one extra. It's nine to seven. Oh, well. I okay. gave him. I for some reason also gave him Brundage, and I shouldn't have. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Another dominant performance for me. So I leave a ten on the dollar possible, stand.
2: It's possible mm-hmm. that basing my picks on cramming in Mortal Kombat jokes was not the best strategy. Mm. I, I will admit that. But here's the thing: I, I have my brand to protect, and I'm I'm a comedy site. So, like, was it was it smart picks? No. Was it funny? Also, no. But you know, don't be a jerk.
1: I tried. <laughs> Bobby, nobody here is mad. We've oh, I'm all mad. done great I, I am well, personally okay.
2: curious at every fighter who let me down. Oh,
0: man. This yeah. reminds me of that time. the I
2: have developed so many feuds off of this fight card alone. <laughs> I,
0: I had someone plug in our heating. They were like, you know, there's still a little bit of a carbon leak, but I did my best. I was like, I'm sorry. Did someone tell you we want you to do your best? We wanted the industry standard for safety. We wanted code compliant. So I'm glad you did your best.
2: I mean, that was not negotiated in the contract.
0: But y- you got mixed martial shardished. I am the champion! Back on top, I expect an article that explains our dominance in the MMA podcasting industry. And I guess I... Well, I don't expect it tomorrow morning. You know, I want to give you time to send it to the
2: press. I mean, let it,
0: let it the will be up.
2: Process. <laughs> okay, cool. I would <laughs> The the longer I wait, the stranger it becomes. But (laughs) it's like the final the final kick in the in the junk on all this was that like I was like, all right, perfect. Win, lose, or draw, whether I am doing my gloat post or my shit eating post, I at least I got myself a Monday, which is always nice because I never know if I'm gonna have my three posts a week. And then naturally This card and this weekend was like, well, here's 600 things you would have wanted to write about. (laughs) Here's John Jones getting arrested. Here's Daniel Cormier being the cringest human being that has ever existed on the planet. Here's Dana White picking a fight with Oscar De La Hoya in which he clearly ignores what De uh, De La Hoya is actually talking about. Right. Nope. Monday, you are (laughs) insulting yourself.
1: Okay, do you remember, though, the specific moment on the show when I said, it doesn't have to be Monday, and you... Again, maybe with not the knowledge of what happens in the rest of the week, but me, trying to be the ghost of Christmas future, tell you, hey, maybe you can push it or you can do it a little bit later. We can do that. You're like, nah, nah, it's going Monday. And I go, I tried.
2: Yeah, I mean, the the next time I make my life easier with this site will be the first time. So (laughs) (laughs) if there is an actual brand, it is that. It is making decisions like the fact that i decided to run an article a day for my first two weeks
1: no oh, reason yeah i know just
2: burn through the backlog immediately why shrug so yeah <laughs> i'm making things harder on myself as as is my style so yes the, the post will be up uh probably monday afternoon because i have to drive my mother to her uh rehab for her knee in the morning so once i get home from that i will i will take
1: my giant bowl of crow straight to the face Listen, nobody is more excited than us to read whatever nonsense that we vaguely <laughs> are attached to on this one. And I know that Kevin is at his face of Oh, you know, this is the first win post baby. So yeah. Kevin, this could be a new era for you. Could be. I
0: I put the hurt on Hunter Colvin, who barely got four fights correct. <laughs> four. True. It's embarrassing, you know. Not every not every victory feels as good. This one feels pretty great because people said it couldn't be done. They said you're sleep deprived, you're weak, you cry too much now, you have no basis on reality, and you weren't watching the fights. And they were right, except about a few of those things.
1: Mm.
2: Still a winner, still Uh, a winner. Ref, Kevin, do you have any? It's the Sean O'Malley school. You you've got your your opponent selection.
0: Sean O'Malley perfected. Sean O'Malley would be only upset that you insinuated he went to school. (laughs) Otherwise, he's
1: good. Kev, do you have any words of advice for the young man? Maybe because, again, he may have to do preview articles going forward, and I think it could be very helpful as somebody who kind of is clairvoyant about fight picks for a site that lives on for eternity. I would be very, very humble in
0: this experience not because you lost but because you even got to play such a tough so many people have tried to get to this moment and have struggled so i think you know you walk away head held high and with our email so we can just send you articles whenever we feel like writing
2: so so what i'm hearing here is this is this is basically the apex of my career it's all all downhill from 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 here then
0: I do not want to say it's all downhill, but most mm-hmm. of
2: it, yeah, most of it's going That's
1: be. fair. I mean, have you seen the sport? Unfortunately. Here's some good news. And I want to make sure that people know that they can go support you on Patreon. We highly encourage it because I didn't spotlight this in the last week, but you're also doing a series that is just for your Patreon uh, folks, <laughs> uh, where you're going back through old UFCs. Is this correct? Am I reading this right?
2: All right, so here's the thing. I, w- what is up there is nothing new. That is actually that, – that, that crayon history is one of the first MMA articles I ever wrote like 10 years ago, and it's one of the only things I wrote that far ago that I go back and I read it, and I still laugh my ass off at it. It's so good. I, there's only two in the can. There's two that I did before the series petered off. But, yeah, I, I, I have been given some real thought to going back and picking it up again with UFC 3 because it is – it is a blast and at a certain point it, like they'll, they'll die out that won't that won't still be funny when you're into the like really polished thing but man those early broadcasts are there there's something else man
1: i think you're maybe giving it too much credit to think that it suddenly becomes a logistical genius <laughs> production by episode three um but because... oh no
2: i know i have myself about 30 Oh, it's, it's, you, Somewhere in the you, 40s is, is when I think they start actually looking like an actual organization. That's but, true. Uh,
1: but don't forget that they still had semicolons in those oh, yeah. titles. So, uh, yeah, that goes into the 100s, right? Uh, or as my wife liked to say uh, at that time, she's like, I just want one called Explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I want to make sure that people know. They can go support you on there, but they'll get kind of stuff that feels like that in addition to the stuff they're saying, the great headlines, the great bits, it looks like you've got some special stuff. You give early previews to the people who are on that site. And uh, there was one thing that I read on there, which was that people could contact you, which for other shows makes me kind of go like, oh, they usually want to chat with a person for you in particular. It made me feel like there should be a hot tip line because I don't know what I sent you over the week, but I thought I said, oh yeah, there's one that I kind of pitched and I said here. And I feel like if there's one thing the internet community can do very well, it is drop dead animals at a doorstep. (laughs) And sometimes those things are magical. So maybe encourage people to do that. So let people know where they can find you, sir.
2: All right. So yes, uh, the, the easiest way, if you're actually trying to get in touch with me is probably on Instagram. So Instagram uh, is at mixed martial artist uh, Facebook is also at mixed martial artist you can follow the site mixed martial artish com and then uh, Twitter is at artist mixed and as you mentioned patreon.com slash mixed martial artist there is currently one completely unique article out there there will be more coming and then like I said for the most part if I can build that it exactly you're talking about there of accepting some some uh, suggestions from outside people, I would really like to be able to pay people anytime I do that. And if I'm going to be able to do that, I need to at least have a little bit more coming in first because, you know, yeah, I'm not made you. of money. I'm clearly not raking it in off my gambling picks. So come over, check it out, support it. If you got five bucks a month, I would super appreciate it.
1: I think that's going to do it for us this week. Go hey! support it.
0: Verbal taps over, Raph. This is bullshit because I should get to end it
1: based off of my
0: monstrosity of a victory.
1: <laughs> I I think we celebrated it long enough, didn't we?
0: Oh, okay. Well, in that case, let's just all be excited. We're not in jail. Mm-hmm. That'll do it for tonight.
1: <laughs> Good night, and don't go to jail. <laughs>